Alright y'all, what's going on? Your boy Murph Baldwin here from Trojansports.com With my scheme to death And man, I'm doing this one a little bit different, man I wanted to uh, kind of do this one live, but not live Because it's a podcast and who knows when it will be released But I am watching the Cotton Bowl right now And um, yeah It's not going too well for the Trojans there and I uh, just want to talk about some of the stuff that I see, man. Um, you really got to give your hats off. First of all, I, I, this is the first half, so I have no idea. This could totally turn around in the second half. But right now it's 24 to 7. And it's at the end of the second half. So my man, looks like my man Rasheen Green just got a sack here. Uh, Christian Rector looked like he was in on a play, but uh, things that I like from the Trojans, man, I think John Houston Jr. and Uchenna Nuoso are playing extremely hard. They look very, very good out there. They're flying around on the field. I like some of the fabricated pressure schemes that I've, that I, that I've seen. Uh, you got you got to give it up to that, but when you live by the fabric, fab pressure, you die by fab pressure too, so JT Barrett has been pretty good against the blitz and uh, that's what he does. He's able to use his legs against the blitz and um, able to extend plays and they have hot reads and, and different beaters like that. So that's why I was wondering about getting organic pressure against Ohio State's offensive line, but it doesn't seem like that's going to necessarily be in the card. So, but you got to get that man on the ground any way that you can. Right. Um, the line of scrimmage. Let me see. Where's my notes out here? I was taking notes during the game. Let me see what I got here. All right. So I just all right, the first thing I, that came to mind, I guess, was the perimeter runs by Ohio State. I was talking about member in, in the last episode. I was talking about the H back, uh, Paris Campbell and his ability to get outside on the edges. How they like to, uh, they do a really good job of taking it to the edges, making you think about the edges, but then going up there with their inside zone and just straight um, zone read type stuff that they do on the inside, some of their gap schemes that they have as well. And seeing now USC would kind of combat that. Uh, they've been able to get to the perimeter pretty good. Both JT and Paris Campbell have had some success out there. And even the, uh, the, the running back for Ohio State, uh, J.K. Dobbins, um, has some success that that way as well. He's had some inside success. He had a really good run where he kept his hand on the ground. Um, it was a missed tackle out there. I'm not sure who who missed the tackle. Look, they already had him, almost had him down. Might have been in Uchenna, but they almost had him down, and he was able to keep his his balance. Um, so my thing, the second thing I put was trench disadvantage in the run game. So that goes along what I was just saying with the perimeter stuff, worrying about the perimeter stuff and then them hitting you in, on the inside as well. Like we're breaking off chunks of yardage. And on the flip side of that, SE, always Rojo's going to definitely break a couple of them or whatever like that. Better get you nine or 10 yards. But for the most part, it's been one yard runs, one yard runs to the perimeter. They can't really get anything going in the run game. And as of we've seen, us who follow SC on a on a game by game basis, if the run game is not going, you put that ball in Sam Darnold's hand, all hell will break loose. <laughs> more times than not, man. I won't say more times than not. Obviously, he's a he's a pretty good player, but he's not that type of player. Uh, he's going to have poor plays. He's that's just gonna fall. That's just what he is. I, I remember something was popping to my mind. I was always thinking like, man, what was that quarterback? This thing they always throw an interception, always have a fumble and. 
uh, it'll pop in my mind one day, and I and I'm thinking about one of these NFL players. It was like that's what he was going to do. It may have been like a Jay Cutler. Like, is he Jay Cutler? <laughs> you know, that was that was Jay Cutler's thing, or still is his thing if you watch the Dolphins on on um, Sundays. But all right, so I was saying how much I like the motion by SC at the beginning. It looks like they were running some jet jet action on offense, kind of keeping Ohio State off balance. Well, not much though, because at the beginning they didn't really gain that that many yards. They really gained that many yards. Period. Nah, if you really think about it, um, that mishap by KJ Hill, Ohio State, on uh, where he pretended to be hurt. <laughs> I don't know if he pretended to be hurt, but it looked kind of it looked kind of suspect to me because when he when when they showed the replay when he was going down when he muffed the punt, he immediately grabbed his left shoulder. But then when they showed him on the sideline, he was you know what I'm saying airing out his right shoulder. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I've been in those those predicaments before, man. They, it's embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? It's embarrassing. Uh, so, all right. So, oh, man, an A got pressure sacked by Uchenna. I, I love that bad boy. They had him on the second level. And when again, once again, that goes back to those fabricated pressure schemes that I was talking about. Um, having him on the second level. Man, that looked good. That looked like I, uh, he looked natural, you know? Looked like one of those natural Von Miller-type cats coming off the second level. And I, was, I said something about John Houston playing great as well. So same two cats keep cropping up. But, man, other than that, man, there's a whole bunch of stuff with Darnold. Poor zone read by Darnold. Uh, he had one where he could have kept it out the backside. He let my man Rojo go straight up into, like, uh, three guys on the zone read. So he misread that bad boy. I know it's not it's not Sam's game and all this and that. I don't give a damn who it is. They call it a play. You practice the play in practice execute the damn play please come on man keep it up run out of the backside and that's a first down so now you're gonna have people saying oh man t martin he can't call plays he can't do this he can't do that but man you're gonna have to start putting the on the onus on darnold you know i don't know i don't know why you guys don't want to do that but man if you're being fair about the situation and you ain't being a hater like a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with anybody else but sam darnold what about the interception off of the play action? He already had his mind made up where he was going to go. It was almost like a video game. You know, he had your mind made up in the video game where you're going to go with the ball and you just throw it there. He was just like, you know what, man, I'm coming off this bad boy. And I think this slant to Deontay Burnett is going to be um, open. Nope. Throw it right for a pick six. Uh, I think Damon Webb got that bad boy. Um, and then he was uh, another fumble. Man's running with 30 feet, 35 people around him. He has the ball out loose. Come on, man. That's craziness. That's craziness from a guy who's played the amount of football he's now played. You know, he's the, he, he's at the end of his second season. He missed the first few games playing last year, but he played last year up into a bowl game. Now he has all this season, too. So, come on, man. That, that just seemed like, come on, tuck the ball away. And Deontay Burnett, I don't know what was going on with that, man. He was <laughs> – I don't think I can say that. He – um. He was kind of tripping, man. He's got the fumble himself, not tucking the ball. Everybody has his ball loose, man. I saw them over there playing the um, – it looked like me and at practice with Steel Chambers and, and these guys were doing the fumble, uh, the the ball controlled, you know what I'm saying, how you hold the ball, high and tight, um, three points of pressure type stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to teach these guys that. And then um, not being able to control the ball all the way, you know what I'm saying, to the ground. However you want to see that, the rules are the rules or whatever. I don't know, man. It's tough. This is a tough – this is tough. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, 
if you're just really looking at it objectively, like I said before, this was going to be the most talented team that USC had faced all year. This is, to me, the most talented team in the country, along with Alabama. And you maybe could put uh, Clemson in that. In that, you know, what I'm saying there's every NFL players all over the field. Like I said before, they're bringing NFL players off, off the, off the bench. You know what I mean? Heck, the top potential top ten draft selection cornerback Denzel Ward. He's not even playing in this game. So you know what I'm saying? They're still trotting out five star cornerbacks and stuff. They've recruited at another level. So I can't wait for SC to get back to that level because you can see the talent difference. And if if you do not sit up there and contact me and say that no, we just as talented. No, you're not. Not just as talented as Ohio State. You're more talented than everyone else in the Pac-12, no doubt. And pretty much more talented than a lot of teams across the country. But to me, this is the creme de la creme. So that's why I was so excited when I saw Ohio State on the ledger. To like, oh, man, they get the chance to prove themselves and see where they're at with a team that could very well be in the college football playoff. It could very well have won the college football playoff. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there. I even talked to some of them, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to call nobody out, but telling me, like, SC should have been in the college football playoffs and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know about that, man. Come on now. Getting some bad, some can't be losing to the teams you lost to and be in, a, and be in the playoffs. But to me, the creme de la creme, uh, coaching staff, uh, NFL players laying all throughout the all throughout the roster. SC is like that. You can see on the next level of guys. You see my man Michael Pittman with these with the catches. Oh, come on, man! That's so beautiful, so beautiful. Same thing with Tyler Vons. These are next level guys to me. That when you get rid of the Deontay Burton, that's as good of a player as he is. I think there's a ceiling to him. Uh, I think guys like Michael Pittman and Tyler Vons can take it to the next level. Same thing when um Stephen Mitchell's gone and you got um some of these players that you've recruited recently uh, joseph lewis and these guys these are kind of next level players in my opinion uh, i saw him target daniel and master baby but i didn't like with some of the blocking schemes um when you're going against these nfl edge players and sam hubbard um and nick bosa and um some of the other guys that they have is trying to block them with edge with um wise tight ends and um running backs uh, no no not going to happen. So you got to get better on that. You got to roll the pocket. Or you got to be something quick coming out. So I think you overestimated uh, what th- what those guys could do and you can get Sam Darnold sacked. So he's had some, some moments there and kind of snowball. But then again, man, got a whole nother half. So I'm going to come back on the other side of that bad boy and then and see if it improved. All right. Yes, sir. All right, I'm back, man. I don't, I don't drink or nothing like that. But man, not to drink me a sparkling water or something, man. Cause, woo, and that was tough to watch, man. If you were, were wanting the Trojans to come back in the second half, so obviously they didn't score again. However, man, Trojans defense, man, it looked fantastic, and uh, it pretty much erased Ohio State off the map. In the second half, I don't remember Ohio State really even having the ball. It was weird. It was a weird half. I do remember the Trojans having the ball and more, more fumbles, and more offensive line play that is completely horrific against an elite 
uh, pass rush like that, or at least uh, an elite front period. You know, they couldn't run the ball, so SC was still pretty much one-dimensional. You know, I have to look at the final stats, but um, it's winding down right now. You know, stuff was getting crazy, you know, for a second there when they pushed down a lot of bounds. But, you know, it was a lot of frustration there. But good to see the team rally around the quarterback and rally around the teammate, period, you know, when when something like that happens, um, when you feel like it's an, it's, it's an egregious play. So, But some of the stuff that I had, man, was them – Blown off the ball a couple of yards with Ohio State having no respect for them on fourth down. Yeah, so, man, Ohio State go, kept going for it on first down. They felt like they could push USC's defensive front and around, but it it was it wasn't it really wasn't having it, you know? Chilling the Wilson, <laughs> once again, flying around, getting sacks, uh, playing the run, just a complete prospect. Man, he's, he's the truth. I almost wish that the Falcons had a spot for him, you know, but he'll definitely be in somebody's NFL camp, you know, he could be could be a first round pick, man. He could have played himself into the first round by playing against Ohio State on that big stage. See, that's why you got to play these games like that, man. You come to Dallas up in where the Cowboys play. And you have a big game like that in front of everybody and you're playing against Ohio State. Nah, that 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 can set you up. And I always like those intersectional matchups. I'm telling you, man, this ain't this ain't 1976. Um some cats got to come up off this whole, uh, I got to play. We got to play home and home and all this and that, man. I like these games that feel like bowl games even, you know what I mean, like when SC played Alabama or something like that. You get to go to these specific spots where there's a ton of talent at, like in Dallas. That's why you see Alabama always playing in either Atlanta or in Dallas to open the season because they recruit there. That's why they end up getting a lot of their good players there. Heck, the best cornerback on Ohio State with Denzel Ward gone was Kendall Sheffield, who they got from Texas. Um, Alabama got from Texas. He was a transfer from Alabama to Ohio State. So, and he, he, I remember him talking about being at one of those games where Alabama came through in, in Dallas or wherever they were at. Or maybe in, did they play at Reliance Stadium. Well, I, don't, I forget, but. He was there, and, you know, that's a that's a recruiting tactic. I like to see SC be involved in more games like that so they can get some of those players. How to get some better players, though, on the offensive line, you know? At least when it comes to the college football playoffs and going against teams like this that are just on another level. I told you Pac-12 play is absolutely horrific, and can't nobody tell me otherwise, you know? I cover teams in SEC, cover team in the ACC, and it's just a vast difference when I just see the, the the speed on the defensive end. Everything is just completely different. The size of the players, it just looks different from some of those, some, most of the teams that I see that are outside of Stanford and Washington. You know, you can't tell me teams like Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, all these teams, these teams get their asses kicked uh, playing against teams like Ohio State. You know, you don't want to be one of those guys. So hopefully those guys get it together so SC can get some better uh, some better work during the season, you know, SC working these cats, but then they having to go against these weak ass teams like Washington state, you know, you see what Washington state, Michigan state, put it on them boys, like pushed them around out physical, just were more physical than just like Ohio state was more physical than SC was overall. So that's something that I noticed before. And it's something that was it, cream right, rose to the top. Right. So, yeah, I also got um, 
looked like they were trying to do some different stuff on on offense on the second half. They rolled a pocket. They had a tight end screen pass. They had some play action, but all them shits failed. <laughs> it, it was it was that bad. So they got to where they were kind of spreading it out and going a little bit vert, and you had some success downfield for the most part. But when you're doing that, you're playing with fire because the line couldn't hold up. You you know more more. Uh, Sam Hubbard had another sack. Uh, Nick Bosa had another sack And then they had the young guy I was trying to tell you guys about That looks like a young Jadeveon Clowney Or somebody like that Chase Young He had a sack on Sam Darnold Eight sacks Eight sacks Can you imagine Trying to play quarterback By getting And getting sacked eight times And To where your rush You know what I'm saying Your Your rushing attack Wasn't there like it normally is I don't know man It was disgusting Alright so I got My hands on the stats right here Ohio State rushed for 163 yards on 38 carries. So, they pretty much did their thing. Probably not their best effort, obviously, because SC was getting after it. But, man, SC, 36 carries for 57 yards. 19 for 64 for Ronald Jones, but nobody else had anything. And, of course, Sam Darnold with negative 18. Uh, He threw for 356 yards. So, of course, that'll go down. But then... It was on 45 attempts. So you should throw for 356 yards on 45 attempts, but you only completed 26 of them. And you only didn't have a touchdown. You had one interception, which was a pick six. Terrible, terrible, terrible from the from the offense. But, man, like I said before, that dang defense, I, I love that every bit of it. And I was just looking at some of the guys com- competing and showing up like Jordan Iosefa, uh doing his thing out on the edges, being able to tackle out in space. Uh, some of the guys coming back, of course, Cam Smith and John Houston Jr. doing good. Um, who else was kind of standing out to me? Obviously, Marvell telling those guys on the back end. I didn't have any problem with Iman Marshall. Uh, Jack Jones, of course, had a, had a PI, but for the most part, I was I was cool with them, you know. But that's Ohio State, though, you know. I wouldn't. It's, on one hand, I look at that. I like the the rushing performance, but Ohio State's offense, as far as the passing game goes, is always hit or miss. So that's why people get turned off by JT Barrett that are fans of that particular team. But USC didn't make it any easier on them because they were getting after that cat. And you have to be impressed, though. I will give the defense's props at this particular point in time. There were parts of the season, though, I'm like, man, people aren't calling the defense out on the carpet when they really should be. So, but man, I, I I'll give it a Darnold on a couple of things. He had a nice pass on a third and 17 when it was bearing down on him. He may have gotten it to Burnett. It was like Burnett was involved on every play. It was, it was crazy. He couldn't get the ball. It seems like every critical play, but man, some of the catches by Michael Pittman again and Tyler Vons. So I got to my mind when I knew this game was over. I was like, man, who's coming back? Those two guys going to be the truth. Man, JT Daniels, uh, I can't wait to get into that a little bit more with him reclassifying, coming to the 2018. I almost wish you, man, Sam Darnold would go ahead and go to the NFL so they could kind of start over, start over fresh with somebody who they don't trust as much. Sometimes I think you have too much trust in a quarterback and you put too much on them. But this way, it'll just make them concentrate on, on what it actually takes to win a championship. Quarterbacks don't win championships. As you can see that right there, Ohio State could easily have won the national championship 
that type of team. But they don't have a Sam Darnold. You know, JT Barrett statistically is better than Sam Darnold, but we know down the road we won't see him in the NFL, and we'll definitely see Sam Darnold playing the NFL. So by college standards, maybe he is Sam Darnold, but you don't need that type. You don't need Baker Mayfield. You know, even though it doesn't hurt to have them, but there are teams there with Jalen Hurts, like Alabama, pretty much won the national title last year, if you ask me, because, well, I'm saying for the most part, on the offensive side of the ball, when Jalen Hurts left off the field, they were up. This is the defense that kind of let Alabama down, not kind of let, they let them all the way down. So, you know, you don't need that. What you do need, though, is a dominant defense, front defensive front seven. I think SE has a chance to have that. Um, especially if you go about what we saw against Ohio State, not necessarily what we saw against like Notre Dame and these teams, but uh, I think Ohio State was was a perfect representation of that. Uh, you need that run game, and you need it to show up against elite-level competition, and we've seen it disappear against elite-level competition. So that's something they got to work on. But, man, marquee step coming in. A different type of running back. Maybe you need a power back. Like you saw they had Mike Weber come in, and he was – um, getting them hard-earned yards where J.K. Dobbins looked a lot like Ronald Jones. So a little change-up in that. Even Malapaya, you know, a little bit of a change-up. So still have Stephen Carr with your lightning, but you're going to need a little bit of a thunder too. So I like Marquis Stepp coming in from Indianapolis. And um, I'm going to have to do some serious work over the offseason on the offensive line. I break down every individual player on that bad boy and see who's hot and who's not. Um, who can really get it in? I tell you what, uh, Nico Fala, he was not getting it in, <laughs> you know. Uh, Chumwe Doga, he was not getting it in. Uh, we finally seen Toa Lobanon's um, limitations where he needs to be on the inside. He needs to be playing guard or center. So he was not getting it in. But then again, you don't have to face Ohio State. You play in the Pac-12 where everybody's um, outside of Washington and Stanford are pretty much – doo-doo to me straight up so um what else i got here i had a missed pass a missed pi against jeffrey okuda who was getting his ass torched he was getting torched man jeffrey okuda is a guy that um i got to know on the recruiting trail a little bit i believe at one point in time it was he was looking hot and heavy to georgia and i was covering them i believe and I remember seeing him at the rivals camp, and I was like, "Man, this guy would be a good safety." I want—I think I may have done a film study on him. I think he'd be a good safety. I didn't know they were going to bring him to Ohio State and let him play cornerback. He does not need to be playing cornerback, and he does not need to be ever guard or see Tyler Vaughn's again because Tyler Vaughn's was killing that kid. And um, so they had a missed PI against him in in the end zone. That that sucked. And then on the next play, Sam Sam got sacked by Sam Hubbard with just a three man rush. A freaking three-man rush. That should never happen. Never happen. I don't give a freak. You got a max protect or something. A three-man rush? Come on, man. So, I will say this, though. They didn't get no edge runs, no edge bending runs in the second half. That was a great adjustment by your man, Clancy Pendergast. And I got here, Michael Pittman ain't playing around. Can't wait to see that one-two punch. I guess, I don't know. Maybe Joe Lewis. I don't know where he'll fit in at that because those kids need to be on the be on the horn at all at all times. Hell of a deep ball to Vons over Akuda. More Nuusu, fab pressure. Oh yeah, he had that stunt, and he got Barrett on the ground. It looked like Barrett was about to uh, break loose, and it looked like he grabbed his sock or something and he fell. But my last thing is the eight sacks. 
with Chase Chase Young, Hubbard, Sam Darnold, Tyquan Lewis, all those guys. They had like 25 players, it looked like, on the defensive line. So want to see SC replicate that, but, man, tough game. Uh, I believe my prediction was 31-21 Ohio State. I just didn't feel like SC had the talent to match up with Ohio State. Now, I guess for the most part that was evident. Um, it looks like Ohio State kind of took the foot out the gas when they realized that SC didn't have, really have what it took to compete on offense. So I didn't really see a lot of the stuff that they were doing. They were just mainly going to inside zone and zone read, and then they were trying to hit a few uh, um, run pass options I saw and quick slants and stuff like that, and they are targeting the tight end. But uh, they weren't really trying to go downfield or anything. So it looks like they they were trying to limit the turnovers. And they did. No turnovers by Ohio State. If I'm looking, uh, I don't remember any of them, at least. No, I don't believe so. So just a interception by Damian Webb against Sam Donald for the pick six. So moving it forward, um, shoot, we'll see what's up, man. When I get a, a, another review of this, when I'm able to watch it again, we'll go from there. But I just kind of wanted to get a kind of a, a rapid reaction thing going on. Uh, kudos to the defense. Uh, game ball goes out to Chenna. Game ball goes out to, in the second half, at least, Cam Smith. He he was doing his thing. I, I saw some open field tackles against J.K. Dobbins, which is a tough road to hoe in one-on-one situations like that. John Houston Jr., game ball. Game ball to the young receivers, Vaughns and Michael Pittman. Uh, game ball to, hmm, game ball to, yeah, that's about it. That's about it, man. <laughs> you know, Rojo was playing hard out there, but, man, it's only so much you could do. But they gave him 19 carries, so they, get, they gave him a chance. At least, you know, he didn't come out of that bad boy with six and seven carries because we would have been pissed then, right? And um, on the other side of the ball, hmm, no. Pretty much game ball to the entire Ohio State defense minus the cornerbacks. Well, Kenneth Sheffield competed a little bit, but Jeffrey Okuda, yikes. That was that was bad. That was bad, so we'll see moving forward. But, man, it's been a, a really good season, a really fun season covering the team. Uh, 11 wins, three losses. That's about what I said, you know. We'll see if Clay Helton and his staff is really are really the the one to take the SC to the next level. I don't know. I still have my reservations about that. I wonder if three losses is what you're going to get per year. You know, your toughest games. So uh, it still hurts me to see Chip Kelly actually land in L.A. <laughs> when I was thinking he might go to the SEC or somewhere. He actually landed in L.A., but it happened to be at UCLA. Mm-mm-mm. But uh, there you go. So we'll see. I would have to think, though, Another three loss season next season, it will get kind of hot for your boy Clay Helton, you know. So I wonder what everybody's out there gonna say. I know everybody's gonna get on T Martin, so that's he's like the the whipping boy. That that's always gonna happen. Um, hopefully when they're getting on him, they get on Sam Darnold as well. Him and his mistakes. He still has some stuff in the second half too that was that were some throws that were a little weird as well. So we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see if he goes to the NFL. Uh, definitely as much as I would like to see him go and see, G- and see them kind of lean on the younger QB and, and, and do things a little bit differently, it is kind of tough to to think, you know, if he is coming back, 
it definitely will make everybody excited to see if he can correct those mistakes because, like I said before, it doesn't hurt to have a, a marquee quarterback, but it is what it is, right? But thanks to everybody for listening to Scheme to Death this season. Um, hopefully I'm not going anywhere. I'll be doing some stuff over the off season. Um, we're going to have to see from there. So I'll be talking to the staff up there and see what's going on as far as Scheme to Death. But, of course, you can find my film analysis. I'll have some stuff on here, see what's going on with the offensive line, have a film breakdown if you guys would like to check out my work online but yeah make sure you get on our trojansports.com and get yourself a subscription not now but right now because we are the best all right but for now i